Welcome to the Marketers That Matter Visionaries Podcast, hosted by Nadine Dietz, the GM of Marketers That Matter and EVP of 24-7. The marketing landscape is constantly changing, but we believe that when marketers at the forefront come together to share insights, you can confidently lead yourself, your teams, and the industry into the unknown. The future is here, and it's moving fast. So let's bring on the visionaries from today's top brands pioneering the future and get this conversation started. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another special event recap episode of Visionaries. I'm Heidi Palermo, and I'm part of MTM's community team, and I'm really excited for you to listen to two of the sharpest CMOs I know, Vineet Mera, CMO at Chime, and Lara Balaz, EVP, CMO, and GM of Strategic Partner Group at Intuit. Today, they're going to be talking all about how to discover and develop unicorn talent. This conversation took place during MTM Silicon Valley Forum at Intuit's headquarters. They're going to be talking about things like the must-have skills and traits of a modern CMO, and also a new way to think about climbing the corporate ladder. Now, here's Lara to start the conversation. I'm Lara Balash, and I'm the Chief Marketing Officer and the General Manager of the Strategic Partner Group at Intuit. So I lead all of our internal and external communications marketing for the company, as well as a strategic partner group. I have a P&L for a ProTax software business, and I have corporate responsibility. Before that, I have worked at companies like Amazon and Visa and Nike and Gap, so a myriad of different companies across different industries. Amazing. And Vinny? So funny story. Is this on? Cool. Last time I saw Lara was at a, true story actually, a wedding in Vegas. It is true. That's all I'm going to say. No more information. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's an inside story. Um, But yeah, so I'm the CMO of Chime, which many of you may know is an up and coming challenger bank for consumers. And uh, prior to that, I was the global CMO of uh, Walgreens Boots Alliance, leading that business through COVID. Imagine retail pharmacy. During COVID and then Ancestry.com, where we brought sort of genetics into the world. So love businesses that really make impact, disruptive, kind of create new categories. And that's my plan in my world. Amazing. When we talk about this concept around unicorn talent, and I'd like you to define that for us, but you were so specific on the interaction between performance and brand and where's the line and this art of storytelling as another layer. And in fact, you were the chairman of the Effies as well. And you did a lot of storytelling. So I wanna just kind of dig into a little more of that. And, and equally, Lara, I mean, I think you you skipped over some really big things like Super Bowl in San Francisco. And I mean, like all these amazing things. So tell us just a little bit more about your perspective and then how you define unicorn talent and human Swiss army knives as a result of that. Maybe like, Four or five years ago, you know, I think there's such a massive change happening in marketing. We started to think about like a group of us, what is the modern CMO? And I think you have to start with like what a modern CMO is versus sort of, I mean, I hate to say it, what versus the legacy kind of CMO profile. And the truth is they're changing a lot. And so this idea of unicorn talent came out of this kind of beginning with the end in mind of like, if what we want to do is develop modern CMOs and like really develop that kind of pipeline for the future of an industry that we all love, 
what are we building towards? And so this idea was something that I started to present a lot called the five mantras of the modern CMO. And I kind of looked at it as four or five things. The first thing was this idea of the job number one of a CMO is to unify a very broad C-suite. Like many C-suites have like 14, 15 people in them now. I don't know how many C's are in your organization. I mean, I, when I was at Walgreens, there was at least 20 different C's in that organization. <laughs> and that gets really complicated. And I think a CMO's number one job <laughs> is to unify the C-suite behind the customer. And that's beyond just kind of the classic customer insights and consumer insights function. When you dig deep under this mantra, and we have like lots of depth behind these, it's this idea of customer journeys, designing customer experiences, and all of the things it takes to nurture customers so you don't ask them to marry you before you first date, right? And it's this idea of like taking customers along personalized journeys that really kind of get them into your ecosystem, whatever business you're in, whether you're B2B, B2C, it doesn't really matter. The second thing we talked about was growth hacking. And you hear terms like performance marketing. And you hear terms like, this is like where you're optimizing conversion funnels and really doing performance storytelling, which is what I call like brand building now. This idea of brand building that sort of drives performance. And so all of that is this idea of growth hacking, right? So you got to be able to blend that first idea of customer journeys and experiences with kind of growth hacking and kind of performance and brand marketing coming together. The third idea is purpose and commerce, right? I think you've heard a lot about this alpha generation, different groups. If you don't connect, if, you're, if your purpose and your brand's mission and its platform and its positioning does not have purpose or some sort of impact, positive impact grounded in the center of it, and you can't connect that to the commercial outcomes of your business, no one's going to buy from you, right? Like really like your business is going to go into decline. And so I think as a CMO, a big job is to give your mission purpose, right? Is to be the heart of your organization and connect that heart to the commerce. And then the last piece is making everything personal. And this piece was really about like, this is all personalization, all the data and MarTech that goes into that, all the platforms we need to build. We can go on and on with all the acronyms in this space, but modern CMOs and marketers, therefore, need to be very adept at technology and data pipes and data engineering and how all of that connects. So the last piece here that is cultivating unicorns, which really, which that came from is as we started to see how the CMO job is changing, it was like, how do we develop unicorns in our organizations? It doesn't mean you don't need specialists. You're going to have lots of people in your organization that are going to want to stay in a line, be ICs or stay very specialized in what they do. But ultimately, as CMOs, we're like, who's on our pipeline? Like, who's on our succession plan? And when you start to realize it's, it's really hard to promote a pure brand marketer or a pure performance marketer or someone who's a lifecycle marketer or a MarTech person and specialized in that to become a CMO one day. And so this idea of cultivating unicorns was developing career paths for people that start early. And sometimes you take step back, step downs, all of those kinds of things on your path to becoming a CMO. And I think that's just the reality. And as CMOs, we really have to work hard at that and begin with that end in mind, which is the modern CMO. And how do you work back from that end and develop career paths for people? So that's a little bit about where the idea started. Yeah. And I saw um, some folks taking pictures of this map. It's pretty clear. I think, you know, this is a great way to prescribe things, but, you know, Laura, in your universe, you called something similar to unicorn as a human Swiss army knife and your experience at Visa and everywhere else have, have led yeah. you here. 
Yeah. I mean, look, all of that is so dead on. And where it gets actually really scary is when you start bifurcating the bottom of the funnel from the top of the funnel, and that gets moved outside of the marketing organization. And so at the end of the day, Vanit is exactly right. You have to have all of these qualities if you're going to be the CMO. And you may go up to the specialist path. You're going to jungle gym if you do this right to then move up because you have to get this well-rounded skill set. And, you know, what I believe is then your mindset has to be that human Swiss army knife, because if you're not thinking, okay, I'm going to have to accumulate skills, think end to end, always think customer back, always be moving with velocity and speed, have a day one mindset, know that I'm going to, I have to experiment as part of my job. That is a human Swiss army knife mentality. And that's, what's going to get you to the CMO job because it is a very difficult job today. And it's got a lot of skills that sit underneath it. Yeah, absolutely. And let's keep going here for a second, because I remember when I first heard you talk about human Swiss army knives, you know, it was a lot about operating in the gray. At the time, it was pre-pandemic. Imagine what has happened since. And gray has become grayer, right? And so it's just like, now who knows where we're going? But you've spent a ton of time investing in your teams and talent, making sure that they are not only coordinating between each other to learn new things, but also you remove barriers, whether it be hierarchy barriers or barriers across functions. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, in today's world, so back in the day, you would work vertically. In today's world, you're working in teams of teams. You're working often in single threaded teams so that you can move with speed. So you may even have engineers reporting to you. You really have an ecosystem around you and you're moving what I would call horizontally, but it's really teams of teams you've got to have the skills to be able to do that because you're working in the gray and you want people who don't need to be told, here's what you need to do. You want people to say, okay, I got the problem statement or they'll figure out the problem statement on their own and then they'll go figure it out and take, you know, and they may be wrong, but they have a point of view and they're coming to you having thought through that. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but we do teach skills at Intuit. We spend a lot of time setting up skill sets that then our people can learn so they're equipped to jungle gym around and move up. Yeah, I love this jungle gym concept. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we have people in our company that, hey, they went down to go up and they realize that Intuit's now a big place. We are now 15,000 people, 12 billion in revenue. There's a lot of jobs you can do here. And so why leave? You may have to move sideways and that's okay. You're going to see better because you have more skill sets. You have more in your toolcase. Absolutely. And I wonder if this is a true statement, Vinit, tell me um, yes or no. You were the global CMO of Walgreens. It's a $130 billion business. And now you're at Chime, which is a very different size business a little bit. But you made that choice for a reason. And how different, I mean, there has to be, and I'll use your words, scrappiness, resiliency in a different way, right? Yeah, Chime is, uh, Laura knows this, and she's actually always been one of my, I don't know, we talk about this stuff sometimes. And actually, after Walgreens Boots, I actually, I can't get into all of it. Do you guys know goodegs.com? 
I went from 3000 people to three, <laughs> 140 billion to like, you know, not that. And I did that. Like people literally in the industry were like, what is wrong with you? Right? And, and I had like these VCs coming and it was purely for everything Laura's saying, and we were successful. And so it was time. That's what you do. Like you come into a startup, you like get it ready for scale, you make it happen. But like, that's a totally new experience. And like my pay went down by 80%, right? I'm not saying everyone's able to do that, but it's just like, it's kind of crazy if you think about it on the surface. He moved to the Chicago area as well. Yeah, exactly. Where it's a little colder in the winter than it is in the Bay Area, exactly. which may be factored into some of your decisions. Yeah, the warmth of the Bay helped. But um, no, but you know, but it's just like, that's what we do. And now, I, now I'm at China, financial services, right? FinTech, we're like kind of creating a playbook for a category. Mm. So, so yeah, I think my, I think the point is just chase experiences, not levels, titles, pay, like all those things will come mm -hmm. if you are dangerous enough across the modern CMO spectrum. And if you are that you will be in demand. I promise. Don't worry about the next move or two moves from now. Think 10 moves from now, play mm -hmm. chess, not checkers. And I think that's just what you have to do in our careers as CMOs, because our industry is totally different than it was five years ago. Can't even describe like the difference. I would never have guessed it. It's funny that you just use the word dangerous because I now have this image. Maybe Ricky can make me a vista print on this, but it is a unicorn with a human Swiss army knife in its hand. And it's a dangerous unicorn. And you know, it's just like, that's marketing. Uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's great career advice. And I know you've also served as a mentor to many, you know, what is some of your career advice? You've gone from all the way from starting in marketing, now GM, running, you know, P&Ls. And so what, what's that like? Yeah, I, well, I, I would just double down on everything Vineet said. This is just going to continue changing. So you have to try to stay you have to try to be where the puck is going and know that's where you get your passion. You're going to do your best work when you're excited about who you're working with, what you're working on, and there's a mission. Your purpose point was huge. I mean, powering prosperity around the world is our mission, and we really earnestly mean it. It is flowed through everything we do. I would definitely look for that. One of the things that just always keep in mind, and these I believe are two truths that will run across whatever you do in marketing, right? Always be customer back. Like it is so easy to, you know, jump into what are we, what revenue are we trying to drive? And I'm just going to try to drive the revenue. You will drive the revenue if you are falling in love with your customer problems and you're not falling in love with the solutions, you're falling in love with the problems. And then you're building products and marketing to meet what those insights are. That's number one. Number two is be a business person first and a marketer second. Yes, you know, marketers are business people, but that is really important. Doesn't mean you're not going to do amazing storytelling, be purpose-driven. I mentioned this at the beginning for those of you who are here, but this is those two, I believe, are truths that will take you forward and then with the mindset the unicorn approach you are going to rise i love that and so with the last five minutes we have here i know both of you do so much to uh, invest in your teams and huge training program that you've developed with with your partners here at intuit 
and Vineet, throughout your whole career, always helping everyone grow. Tell us how you as leaders and as leaders in this room can do the best they can to help the talent on their teams. I think it comes down ultimately to, I don't know, if you're a manager of some mid-career, a director, like just who many of you are, ask them these like really important questions about kind of, you know, I have no better way to say, but like, what do you want to be 10 years from now? And help them understand the path that it's going to take to get there. And there is no right answer, right? Like being a CMO is kind of hard and it kind of <laughs> is not that fun sometimes. <laughs> so if that's not going to be everyone's career path, right? Some people on your team are going to be like, I'm cool. Like I want to be the best performance marketer on the planet. I want to be the best like customer journey, life cycle sort of conversion person in the world, right? I want to be the best brand like designer in the world. All of those are fine. But my advice is don't treat everyone the same, like personalized career paths, get to know what they want to do. If they don't know, that's okay. Take them on the journey of asking them questions, show them, bring them to places like this, show them, meet, have them meet different mentors. Like if sometimes I'll have a person who's like, I don't know, but it's kind of in these three things. They're like, oh, great. Let me introduce you to this person, this person, and this person. Mm -hmm. And like help them find what path there is, theirs is, and then work back from there on a development plan. Because it's honestly so different by person now. And I think that's what we owe people. You guys remember back in the day, we used to have like career ladders. And it was like, <laughs> I'm a level one, and I'm a level 1.5, and I'm a level two. Like some of my people still want that. I'm like, I, I, why? Like. Mm -hmm ladders should be based on experience. If we should have experience ladders now that like go all like kind of are personalized to people's journeys in a way. And like, that's really sort of yeah. where I believe and how I believe we can help. We have to change the language. Yeah. Of career. We'll take that ladder habit. and put it down and you got her monkey bars. Exactly. So there you go. You got, yeah, like, turn into a jungle gym. We're like going to create a whole new yeah. model. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. We should work together more often. Yeah. <laughs> we can take it on the road. Yeah. Uh, just really quickly, because yeah. I know we're out of time. Um, no, no, you have a couple minutes. Oh, well, too. love, love this it. Yeah, yeah, building. Well, I know. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> uh, we do teach uh, a gradient level of skills for those, you know, marketers who want some training um, that they can take easily online. And so we have four craft skills, strategic thinker, analytical mindset, tech forward and compelling communicator, because we believe those are fundamentals. And we actually have then sort of an increase in kind of hierarchy of level of learning. And we give you learning and development classes that you can take online. And, you know, it's been something we encourage our managers then to use to say, hey, find out if you like experimentation and A-B testing, because that's what you're going to be doing in this role. And you can take a class in that. But even with all of that, you know, that which tends to be there was a kind of in a CPG world, you had a sort of playbook that you followed that had the some of the stuff you were saying right it comes down to you right and so what Vineet said you know if you have a great manager they're going to ask you what do you want to do what fires you up but additionally you got to own that you have to own it and you have to say hey I've been in a brand role 
I want to be a CMO. Help me get performance marketing under my belt. Help me get more customer journey work. Like own that. And, you know, that's going to be, again, that's the mindset. That's going to be a huge game changer. And your manager is going to think, oh my gosh, okay, I better get out of their way because they're fired up and they're ready to go. If I can add one thing, because I'm, you know, she's here and we can go as long as we want. My, my, no, only on that own it thing is, is really important. And I just want to share, like building off that, it's not just it's own it and then have the courage to go get it. Because what happens is you may already be a VP in brand and you'd be like, like, that's all. But I'm not going to lie to you. Like if you're a VP in brand, I'm not putting you as a VP of performance marketing. Like I'm just not like you won't have the technical knowledge for that kind of specialization. So you may have to have the courage to go like, and hopefully company ecosystem support comp and all that, right? Those are things we all have to work on in the background, but hopefully those kinds of things, you will take that director um, level, like kind of running search instead of the whole performance marketing thing. And you learn about like long Tokyo or short Tokyo, how to how the bidding algorithms work, right? And then we'll like plop you back into something else, right? So it's own it. And then, you know, if you really want it, have the courage to like go for it and just bet on yourself. Street Journal and made possible by our parent company, 24-7. To find out more about the Marketers That Matter community, visit marketersthatmatter.com. And finally, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave us a rating or review and let us know what you think.